Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. If you're watching this on YouTube, you get the treat of our faces as well. I want to wake up, welcome in Jake Crane from Crane and Company over at the Daily Wire. Please go support them. Jake, week one, man, is here. Uh, yeah, before we started recording, we talked a little bit about the week zero games. It wasn't an exciting slate, uh, but... Auburn opens up against UMass, and I want to talk about Hugh Freeze's debut on the Plains mm-hmm. with you. Uh, let's jump right in. What do you think fans should expect? This is a coach you know well. Yeah. Um, you know his system well. Uh, you know the man well. Uh, what should fans expect from Hugh Freeze's uh, offense in week one? Yeah, you know what what I find interesting is is you have him obviously and Phil Montgomery is going to call the plays. Uh, the head coach from Tulsa coming over to be the OC. Two guys that have seen a lot of ball. Uh, that, that there's not going to be anything that they get thrown at him, even by Don Brown, who's been doing this since it feels like 1825 uh, as the head coach over there at UMass. He's a legendary defensive coordinator, but they're not going to be confused by anything. You know, there's really two trains of of thought, two schools of thought when you have openers like this. One, do you show a ton so the other team, the next team you have to prepare for, has a ton on tape to get through? You kind of steal mm-hmm. some practice time. Uh, don't let them pin you down really on one thing. Or do you keep it as close to the vest as possible and kind of have that element of surprise? Uh, what, what I think is the most fascinating thing for Auburn fans when it comes down to the offensive side of the ball is how this Hugh Freeze RPO, uh, you know, wanting to run the ball, quarterback run game blends with the Phil Montgomery, Art Briles school of of messing with your splits and spacing and combination by the wide receivers. I, hell, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see 
how they mix it. Uh, so I, from an Auburn fan's perspective, I think you go into it with an open mind and and you kind of see how versatile Auburn is formationally. Are they throwing a lot of different formations out there? How many different personnel groupings uh, do you see out there? Are you getting a ton of motions pre-snap to help diagnose what the defense is in, whether they're in man or zone or, or trying to manipulate leverage and eyes? Uh, so that's a couple things to look at offensively. You know, overall, what I do expect to see, uh, and there, it's not going to go perfect, right? It, it really never does. You shouldn't panic if, you know, Auburn struggles a little bit early or it takes them a while to get going or UMass goes down and kicks a field goal on the first drive to go up three to nothing. Don't throw the season away and get ready to go and, and you know, burn all the toilet paper in your house. I wouldn't recommend that anyway. Uh, but what, what, what I want to see from Auburn, I think what Auburn fans should really be hoping to see is organization. And with Hugh Freeze, he understands the importance of being able to to transition from offense to special teams, defense to special teams, penalty-wise. Mm. If Auburn is getting a lot of penalties, are they the physical mistakes, right? The face mask, the holdings, are they procedural? Are you lining up wrong? Are you jumping off sides? Uh, do you not have enough men on the line of scrimmage, false starts, things of that nature? So I expect to see an organized Auburn team. There are going to be some bumps along the way. And look, as far as UMass goes and, and last week against New Mexico State, they turned three turnovers into 17 points. I think you got to tip your cap to him. The quarterback uh, throws a little bit better than what some of us thought he would. Uh, now, going up against Auburn's athletes and, and hopefully Auburn's pass rush, that may be a little bit different. But I'm looking for organization. I'm looking for balance. And I'm looking for it to be a very methodical and efficient outing for Auburn Saturday. Uh, Jake, let's talk quarterback here for a second. Hugh Freeze named Peyton Thorne his starting quarterback early mm -hmm. uh, in the process. I think a lot of people were a little puzzled by the timing, thinking that the battle might go uh, into camp a little further than it did, but he decided to go ahead and name him. I actually liked the move uh, to name him early and try to gal galvanize the team around Peyton Thorne. What, um, what would you expect from Peyton Thorne? What's a successful first outing for Peyton Thorne in week one? Well, you know, if the offense is built like I think it's going to be, going back to that RPO, you know, system where you have a couple outs, you're reading mid-play. Uh, I think a successful outing is number one, making good decisions, uh, whether that's pulling it to throw it, whether that's giving it, whether that's pulling it to run it, making the right decision, getting used to making the right decisions when the bullets are flying. Uh, obviously, knowing when to throw the ball away, knowing when to throw the check down, uh, but being efficient. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if Auburn pitches backwards any on first down outside right. of the RPO system. You know, are they running any play action on first down? Are they booting? Are they doing anything like that? Uh, that's what I find interesting. And then the running component. This to me is the biggest thing uh, that if you're an Auburn fan, if you're hoping for the offense, which if you're an Auburn fan, you probably are to operate it at maximum efficiency. How good can Peyton Thorne be as a runner? He doesn't need to be Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or, or you know, somebody that's that's going to go to the NFL and be a dual threat guy if they do get to the NFL. He needs to run well enough to keep that backside defensive end on us. He needs to run well enough to be able to manipulate the linebackers and the nickels eyes. He needs to run well enough to be able to extend the play, not only within the pocket by sliding laterally, sliding up in the pocket, but when the play breaks down and it's a scramble drill, is he athletic enough to keep it alive and to be able to find players going toward the sidelines and going vertical toward the end zone? Those A lot of times, big plays happen on scramble drills. That's why and a scramble drill is when a play breaks down, right? Every, the play doesn't go exactly how it's designed every time. Nothing scared me more as a defensive coach 
uh, especially as a defensive coordinator, than when the play broke down and the quarterback got outside the pocket because then it turns everything into man and it, it turns into backyard football. And that's something that's tough to prepare for. So how efficient is Peyton Thorne as a runner? If he's able to, if he's able to run effectively, and I, look, I know UMass doesn't have the best athletes in the world on defense. They got a bunch of insurance salesmen and accountants running around out there. But Don Brown <laughs> does a really good job of putting them in position. But does Peyton Thorne run well enough? Can he can he be efficient? Can he average you know over three and a half yards a carry? Can he complete sixty percent of his passes? And is he making the right decision? I, I'm not as as concerned about the final yardage numbers because that's going to be dictated by what the defense is giving you. To me, a lot of it is, is decision making and ability to run. Uh, you've been pretty adamant, Jake, uh, about Robbie Ashford having a role this mm-hmm. season. Um, how deep into this one do you think before we see Robbie Ashford? I mean, I, th- I think it could be on the first drive if the situation dictates it. You oh. know, situation dictates results. I mean, if you if if it's fourth and one, you know, from UMass's forty, you may see Robbie Ashford in there. If it's third and one from UMass's forty, you may see Robbie in there. If it's if it's third and goal from the two. You may see Robbie in there. I think it's going to be more situational than, hey, fourth drive, we got to make sure we get Robbie in here. That that's that's not a a package. That that's a competition. A package is when the situation dictates that you put a certain personnel grouping in, and we see it on defense too. Third and long, we want to run two man. Let's take our nickel out and put another corner at nickel and have three corners out there to have a corner be able to line up on the slot or the guy in the middle, however you want to dictate it. Uh, Ed, call him slot corner, which is the word. Don't call it slot corner. Call it nickel, please, for the love of God. Just call it nickel. Don't call it slot corner. Uh, but I think it's going to be the situation that dictates when we see Robbie Ashford, not necessarily, hey, we got to make sure we get him in by this drive or whatever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm I'll be interested to see how they manage it. Now, for to note for our viewers and listeners, Robbie Ashford is dealing with an oblique injury. Uh Hugh Free stated as much this week. Uh, so we'll see if he decides to protect that a little bit. On the depth chart at the second spot, it was listed Robbie Ashford or Holden Gariner. So mm-hmm. I think that they're anticipating there may be a chance that Robbie can't go. If you think he's your backup quarterback, maybe you protect him in week one versus UMass, but you certainly don't want to miss a chance to get him valuable reps. Jake, let's uh, let's move to the other side of the ball, defense. Uh, what should we expect from Ron Roberts' defense in week one? Uh, run defense has been a kind of a little bit of a growing concern this offseason. Uh, and UMass did not do well in run blocking, uh, particularly. Mm-hmm. They didn't grade out particularly well. Uh, what should we look for, and, and, and what would be a 
sign of encouragement in terms of this defensive scheme yeah. in week one. Yeah, I, I do want to make one note about the depth chart thing. One of the reasons that that you and in my opinion, Hugh, it's there's so much gamesmanship that goes into the depth chart. One of the reasons mm-hmm. you put or is because if you put Holden Garen or number two, uh, you're kind of giving away that either Robbie's hurt or Robbie's the third stringer. And if he's the third string quarterback, opposing defenses, they know all your personnel, but they prepare for the first two quarterbacks because the odds of the first right. two quarterbacks are going down. Robbie Ashford and Holden Garen are two totally different players. So if you put or the defense has to prepare for, hey, they got a running guy that could come in here at any point in time and be the quarterback. We have to make sure we prepare for that. So I think it may be a little bit just about more gamesmanship um, that, than it may be uh, on the injury front there. Now, when it comes to defensively, what, what I think you're going to see from Ron Roberts early is he's going to go out there and play base and see if he can get away with it. Uh, you you know, I don't think he wants to give away any exotic pressures. You want you want to get some of the pressures out of the way, but I think you're going to get a lot more peanut butter and jelly from the defense than you are from the offense. One of the reasons you do that is Auburn should be able to physically dominate UMass's offensive line. They shouldn't have Correct. to go in there and run smoke and mirrors to be able to create pressure, to be able to stop the run, to be able to cause chaos and overwhelm UMass. And he wants to be able to get to a point where Auburn doesn't have to manufacture pressure all the time to be able to get there or run stunt or open yourself up to getting hit by the home run if you don't get there. So I think early he'll kind of feel out what he has. And if Auburn's able to dominate like they should in that front seven, he's probably going to throw peanut butter jelly at him most of the time. You may get some exotics on third down. And when I talk about exotics, uh, I talk about pressures. I don't know how crazy he'll get with the pressures. Ron's really good at finding different ways and different angles and launch points to attack offensive linemen uh, in different blocking schemes. So I think he'll get more peanut butter and jelly. Uh, what I'm interested to see is what type of coverage is Auburn mostly in? Are they running a lot of man? Are they running a lot of zone? Is it a lot of split coverage? Kind of how are they playing it? That's what Because you have an older secondary. I know some of the guys are a little bit beat up, but you do have an mm-hmm. older secondary. So, so I think the whole bag is there. What is Auburn going to lay their hat on when they really need it? Are they going to be a heavier zone coverage team? Are they going to be a heavier man coverage team? Now, that's obviously dictated by if you're blitzing or not, because if you're blitzing, you're sending people out of coverage. When you're sending people out of coverage, you're probably most likely running man or you're keeping everything in front from a cover three standpoint, which probably makes it a zone pressure. So that's uh, that's what I'm interested to see. Yeah, it will be. It will. I think fans are going to be interested to see if Auburn can generate pressure on the quarterback. Um, there's been a point of point of concern uh, that Jack position we know is super important in Ron Roberts defense. They went out, they got uh, McLeod, they brought in Elijah McAllister. Uh, we've heard that Sings has been doing some good things this offseason, uh, you know, around that position. So I'll be interested to see what happens there. Jake, uh, I want to end talking about uh, one of Auburn's stars. Hugh Freeze was asked this week about Jarquez Hunter. He's been asked about Jarquez Hunter repeatedly. <laughs> uh he, he consistently looks annoyed when asked about Jarquez Hunter. Uh, but we, you know, we're the media. We have to ask, uh, what's going on with Jarquez Hunter here, man? Do we see Jarquez Hunter? Do you think that there's any reason for him not just to say that he's going to play if he's going to play uh, rather than continuing to say, I can't comment? What's what's going on here? What should we expect? Yeah, well, look, I I think Hugh Freeze is, is playing it safe and he's playing it smart. Uh, and he should. And and to me, uh, I think if there's any Auburn fans that had any doubt about Hugh Freeze or social media or, or him saying the wrong things, I think this is a good sign. Now, in my opinion, would I be shocked 
to see Jarquez Hunter either sit out a half or not play in this game, no, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Uh, I, I think what, what you're doing is you had the university look into it or, or they're looking into it and still you know, deciding on what the punishment is going to be. Uh, I, I think most likely, in my opinion, if you know, gun to my head, I would say he probably sits the first half of this game. Uh, that's right. that's what I would think, and you probably see him in the second half if they need him, or if he sits out the whole game, then he sits out the whole game. Uh, but I think Hugh Freeze not commenting on it is something he's probably been instructed to do, and it's mm. the smart thing to do. So uh, if Jarquez was was going to play, um, I think you would have you would have seen him either say that, or if I don't think it's a surprise, but to avoid any controversy before the game just leaving it alone. And if he runs out there, he runs out there and all the hoopla can happen during the game because the minute the game starts and it's over, people are going to be talking about what happened during the game in his debut uh, that's a great as opposed point. to the Jarquez Hunter situation. So I, I think it's kind of, I know it's not a best of both worlds situation. I, I don't want to use that term, but but I think it's sure. the smartest play. Uh, look at Jake Green changing my mind. I, I felt like, if he's going to play, just say he's going to play or say, you know, hey, because the continuing no comment means to me uh, that there's a chance that he's going to sit out. But if he is going to sit out, I do agree with you. Like if you say nothing, because once the game starts, it's the yeah. focus is on the game. Right. Yeah, and, for sure. And well, well, to me, like to me, before. to me, Mike, if if you were going to sit him out during this mm. game, I think you would have came out. And announced a suspension. I think they they actually would have said, "Hey, Jarquez is suspended for the first game due to violating university policy." You know, however you want to frame it. What what I that's why I think it's a half. That's why I think he may sit out the first half. And okay. if he does do that, because you can't come out and say, "Hey, he's sitting out of the game," then all of a sudden you're up thirteen at halftime, and he trots out there in the third quarter and he takes the first carry. But if you come out and say, "Hey," He's playing in this game. Then all of a sudden, here comes Pat Forty. And here comes all these other guys that hate Auburn. Write yes. stories about how misogynistic Auburn is. And look at this. And now oh it's a goodness. distraction. So, look, right. it's all a PR. Like, we know what this is. Like, it's a PR game. And, and look, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I would guess, like I said, he sits a half. That, that's what I would guess. Well, uh, I I think that's great perspective. Uh, and, you know, Hugh Freeze has had a lot to manage this offseason in his first year at Auburn. Uh, I think he's done a good job. I thought I, thought, I think he's won the offseason. Now he's got to yeah. go out and win games on Saturday. I want to thank Jake Crane from Crane & Co. Go check them out, please. Jake, tell people how to follow you. Yeah, man, it's really easy. Uh, you can check us out. Go to YouTube. It's Crane & Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. We're like a 1,000 away from 100,000 on YouTube, so we'd love to have oh, your subscription. Congratulations. Uh, thanks, man. I know it's crazy, right? Uh, but we go live each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. Uh, to 8 a.m. Central. Check us out. We have live calls, a live chat. We threw out our uh, best bets and predictions this weekend. So, uh, yeah, check us out, man. Football's here. College football's here. And I'm so excited and I just cannot wait to sit in front of my multi-view on YouTube TV and just freak out for the next three months. Absolutely. I'm going to be right there with you just from the press box for freaking out on the inside because, you know, for sure. Press box. Hold it in, Mike. <laughs> Hold it in, babe. <laughs> uh, Jake Gray, Mike T, this is the War Report. Thanks for joining me, Jake. Guys, we'll be back at you guys next week to talk about what we saw and preview the next game. We're signing off. And as always, War Eagle.